guys, welcome back to our podcast. Thank you for meeting us at the movies again this week. We are sorry that the theater was closed the last two weeks. Work has been very busy, so we had not had time or energy to record. So we do apologize for that. But on the bright side, hopefully it gave you all time to watch the movie because I know we had to watch it in parts. Um, we didn't get to watch it all in one sitting. But enough of that. So last time we were here talking with you all, the movie we were going to discuss was Fences. Mm-hmm. So let's jump right into that. So this movie had a pretty good cast. Oh, yeah. Had really good cast, in my opinion. Uh, just off the bat, the f- main characters is... Uh, Miss Viola Davis, where she plays uh, Rose. And then we also have Denzel Washington, whose name is uh, Troy Maxson. And then there's some also some other side characters, too. But to me, those were the main two that that stuck out to me the whole movie, honestly. Yeah, and I'm a huge, huge Denzel fan. He is my favorite actor of all time. I am very biased when it comes to Denzel because I love him. So I'll give anything he uh, makes a try. Uh, my favorite movie of his is Man on Fire. I have loved it since I was young. Have it on DVD. But this is a movie that when I was working at the theater, my mom and I went to go watch it. So fun fact, um, at our theater, as an employee, you would get, anytime you were to watch a movie, two free passes to the movies, to whatever movie you were going to watch. And me and my mom went to watch this movie and we walked out. Um... In part because my mom was complaining that she was cold, even though I offered to go get her her jacket in the car. Um, And also because, spoiler, this movie has a very slow build and it is not one of my favorites. It's unfortunate to say because I love Denzel, but this is not such a captivating movie in my my opinion. It's a great movie, honestly, but I just thought it should have progressed like quick yes it was very slow but like i said overall it is a good story i do like the movie yeah so to start with the movie like richie said our main characters rose and troy we then have bono who is troy's uh friend slash co-worker and we have gabe who is troy's brother we also have Corey. He is Rose and Troy's son. And we have Lyons, which is... The son of Troy, but... He's uh, from a different relationship. He's not Rose's son. Yes. He has a different mother. Yes. So when the movie starts, we have uh, Troy and Bono uh, riding the trash truck. They are at work. They That's the first thing we see. They're talking to each other, but they are um, at work at the time. And we hear that um, they're kind of talking about how it seems like Troy's going to get called into the office at work. And he's saying, like, he's not worried he's going to be fired. Um, he just wants to know why only white people can't drive the trucks and why he can't. And he's basically going in to talk to them. But Bono's kind of afraid that because he's bringing this up or whatever the case may be, they're going to fire him. That's kind of the opening scene that we see. Yes. So then after that, we see them go back to uh, where they're located. Uh, you hear them talk about other stuff too. I don't remember exactly. Honestly, this is, this is one, this is one of the reasons why I thought it was, this movie wasn't progressing as well. Mm-hmm. It wasn't really grabbing on to me. They were just talking about random stuff. Yeah, but something they did mention was how 
Troy has eyes for all the women. Bono tells Troy that. And I remember being like, sir, what do you mean? What are you talking about? You're married. You have a kid. I didn't catch that. Like, what What do you mean Troy has eyes for all these women? He should only have eyes for one. Mm-hmm. And that is something that will come back towards three-fourths of the movie. Um, but they, they are talking about that. One thing was as soon as soon as they got home, Troy started drinking. I I don't think he has a drinking problem mentioned throughout the movie, but he does drink quite a bit as soon as he gets home. Yeah, because I remember him saying, talking about, like, oh, he only drinks on Fridays. Yeah. Because of work, you know, because he doesn't want it affecting him, like, during the week or something like that. So um, then we eventually see Rose and she's there talking with Troy and Bono. And one thing that's mentioned is that Troy didn't want to get married. And that Rose told him to leave then so she can find somebody who will marry her. I mean, ma'am, that should have been your first sign. He doesn't want to get married. Leave him. Like, you shouldn't have to be like, okay, well then, I'm going to go my way. Like, you owe him no explanations. Just go your own way. And that's something that should have stuck out to us, too, on his character, on Troy's character. Yeah. Uh. Well, right there in the beginning when they were talking about it, it didn't really seem like much. I thought he was just like, you know, shooting the stick with uh with Bono. But it's something totally different, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> and, I mean, wouldn't you say, at least from what we saw, that it seemed like Troy was a very loving, affectionate husband to oh, Rose? Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. But yeah, no, the way he was, I like I said, I just thought it was like very playful. I thought it was just, you know, very chokingly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's kind of what I thought, too. But then we find out. We'll, we'll wait for that. <laughs> um, We continue with the movie and we find out that Troy isn't in favor of his son, Corey, trying to go professional in football. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but this movie to me was so frustrating I do not agree with his kind of parenting. He is aggressive. He tries to intimidate his son. He does not show his son any love. It's just anger, anger. It almost seems to me like he's jealous. And this is kind of like the worst parent that you can be. You shouldn't be this way with your child. I mean, we don't have kids, but at the end of the day, you shouldn't be the obstacle from your child doing what he wants with his life. Mm -hmm. You know, assuming it's nothing legal or bad, of course, but all he wants to do is go pro. And his dad is just not having it. Mm-mm, not at all. But fun fact also, a little background for Troy. He did play some baseball mm-hmm. back in the day. So, And I've known throughout the movie, you know, he loved baseball. He's very knowledgeable of the sport. But until something happened, I feel like that's why. He, uh, the way he is. But that doesn't excuse it. Like, don't be a grouchy ogre just because your dreams didn't come true. Like, if anything, be more supportive for that reason. I, I don't care what your reasoning is as to why you don't think your child should follow their dreams. Like, keep your opinions and what happened with you and that situation apart from your child. Yeah. Because you're just being a Debbie Downer. Oh, for like, sure. That's all he was being. Like, oh. enough of that. We then see, because um, I can go on for hours. Oh, yeah. But we then see Lions, um, Troy's other son. Lions is... Um, He goes over to ask his dad for money. He's an aspiring musician. So, I mean, this was years back. The movie set in earlier years. Yeah. I'm guessing, you know, up and coming musician not making much money. And once again, 
we see Troy just giving him a hard time. Like, I get it. He's a grown man. You shouldn't have to help your grown child with money. But he's just still, once again, on that same negative Nancy parade of, you shouldn't be doing this. You should be working. You should yeah. blah, 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 mm. basically. Yeah. I actually remember Troy pointing out two lines that, oh, that uh, his lines is, I think, wife, right? Mm-hmm. That she got a job. Yeah. And that, like, you know, what is he doing? You know, just basically, you know, uh, trying to be musicians, not being supportive of him. And uh, and he said, oh, uh, you know, let me borrow $10. Oh, my lady just got a job. Show. I'll give you the money back. Mm-hmm. And that, like how you mentioned before, like he just becomes the whole Debbie Downey. He's just very yeah, negative towards Lions. So then after Lions leaves, after he gets the money, we are introduced to Gabe. Now, this is Troy's brother. Um, he has a metal plate in his head. And after the injury, he just wasn't the same. Um, he believes he's been to heaven and can talk to... Talk to some saints. Yeah. So he's, you know, struggling, but um, all around, I love this character. He was so sweet, mm-hmm. always happy. Um, but we see him um, in the street we trying see to sell some plums. Some, yeah. Yes. Uh, and that's some other stuff, too. And we see Rose go up to him like, hey, you know, like what I think just greeting Gabe. And just telling Gary, you know, why don't you come inside? You know, I'll make you a sandwich or something like that. But he keeps he kept getting, getting himself sidetracked. Yes, that's it. Yes. Yeah, and he ends up not going in. But like we see where Troy's trying to like kind of like help him or calm him down, and he looks stressed. Like it was a pretty sad scene. Um, but that's really where we first see him, and we end up finding out once Gabe leaves. Troy mentions to Rose, which I'm, I mean, Rose knows this, of course, but us as an audience, we don't, that the house they have, they wouldn't have it if it wasn't for Gabe's money that he got from his injury in the war, mm-hmm. Um, which, I mean, is pretty sad because Gabe actually ended up moving out earlier in the movie, we found out, because he wanted his own space. And it's like, that is his space. That that house is a home that is bought with his money. Mm-hmm. So if anybody should have moved out, it should have been Troy and Rose. Oh, yeah. And, and Corey, because their son lives there. But that's the next character we see. Yes. Now, what did you think of Corey? Just like basic, normal teenager. You know, he's going to school. He's trying to be low, something. Like, you know, he's trying to create something for himself in the future, which is football. Mm-hmm. Troy tells Corey, like, hey, come on outside so they can fix this fence. They're outside talking and then all of a sudden arguing yeah which is something typical for troy it's like he's i think he gets paid to argue at this point like how much he does it yeah but one thing that they argue about which was something so ignorant was that Corey wants a tv and then he mentions like oh it only costs x amount of money and troy's like i can fix the roof with that money it's like well first of all nobody's asking you if you can fix the roof with that money, you could have just explained it in such a non-condescending way. So you can just tell no matter with who he just kind of has an attitude. It, it seems like he hates his kids. Oh, yeah. Like he just can't seem to talk to them in a reasonable manner. But he just goes back and forth with Corey. We find out he was recruited by a college to play football. 
um, some scouts are trying to talk to him, but Troy's just not being encouraging at all. Yeah. He won't even sign the papers so they can go over and see him. Mm-hmm. He keeps telling him he has to work. And that's when Corey tells him, like, oh, well, I actually lost my job, but didn't lose my job. Like, I only work weekends now. And he is super mad about that. Yeah. Oh, big time. Uh, he was furious, honestly. Uh, the way uh, Corey was explaining to Troy, like, hey, like, yeah, like, uh, yeah, I quit my job, but the guy told me he'll hold it for me when mm-hmm. he's done with, you know, this whole football season. But then just Troy's like, no, I want you to go back, get your job back, and then quit all this football business, you mm-hmm. know? Oh, my God, he's, he was annoying me throughout that whole scene, honestly. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, I get it. You know, if he has to work because, you know, they need the extra income, that's fine. But don't let it prevent him from going after the football dream that he has. Like, maybe I'm being biased because I didn't work all through high school. And during undergrad, I worked maybe a combined year out of my four years of undergrad. I didn't, like, I thankfully didn't have to. You know, my, my dad supported me through school. So just seeing how he is, I just don't like it. Like, yeah. You're supposed to be allowing your child to be set up for success, and you're doing the opposite. Um, And there's a scene where Corey asks, like, why his dad never liked him. And Troy says, what law says I got to like you? Like, that's just a douche move. Oh, yeah. Like, what do you mean? Like, I, I, I guess I get it. Like, you don't always like the people you love, but the way he just reacted and with his aggression towards that question was uncalled for. It was. I mean... His whole personality is uncalled for, but yeah. (laughs) So during that argument, we actually find out that the reason Troy is upset and everything to do with the baseball is because he couldn't go pro because he was too old. Mm -hmm. That's why. And it's like, well, tough luck, Buttercup. Like, you were too old. Like, why are you being this way with your kid? But just something I wanted to mention because that's what it was. Like, he needs to chill. Yes. But yeah, then after that, we do have that one scene. Mm-hmm. What scene was it again? It was when uh, we see Troy just sitting out in some courthouse, like uh, on the bench outside of the courtroom. And I think that's when he gets called in. I don't remember really seeing a whole court hearing or yeah. something like that. It just kind of uh, fast forwards until where you see him and Bono actually coming down the street all happy, saying like, oh, who knew? I was going to get a, a promotion. I said of getting fired, you know, so but good for him still, but uh, I still don't like his character. <laughs> yeah, but actually, we find out he doesn't even have a driver's license. It's like, sir, what are you doing? Like, how are you going to go and, like, accept a promotion and not have a driver's license? <laughs> like, I mean, he ends up driving, so I'm guessing he eventually got it. Yeah. So then we have a scene where Troy is talking, I think it's to... Bono and some other somebody else. I don't remember who. It was Lions, I believe. I think so. And he says how he wished he didn't know his dad because he only ever cared about his kids working. But that's the same thing he's doing. Like all he cares about is his kids working too. Yeah. It's like his own personal piggyback. Basically, he learned everything he knew from his dad. So he's kind of doing the same thing, exactly the same thing as his dad. Yeah. And we, I mean, we find out that his mom left when he was young, but that doesn't excuse the behavior. And there was a scene that was very rough to hear. Um, 
just for purposes of trigger warnings, we won't include it. Um, y'all can hear about it if you see the movie. So something important in the movie that we end up finding out, this is where the story starts getting more interesting. So we end up finding out that Troy was a robber. Troy ro- tries to rob someone that somebody shoots Troy and then Troy stabs that person, killing them. Um, he goes to jail for 15 years. Um, and that's when a little bit after he meets his first wife and has his son. Um, and he kind of learned baseball being in the jail. Yeah. Um, he ends up not being with his first wife uh, and soon later meets Rose. But that was a shocking thing to find out. What did you think when we heard that? Uh, honestly, I do not remember that part. Really? Yeah, really. <laughs> That's what I mean when everything was actually like starting off so slow. Everything started off really not grabbing to me. Yeah. Until literally half the movie. Until after this exact I scene, actually. I don't even think it was half. I think it was like three-fourths in. Yeah, you're right. Three-fourths in. After this scene that we're mentioning... Is where I thought it got good. Yeah, because after that, we see um, Corey come home and he throws his helmet towards his dad because he finds out that his dad um, told the coach for the recruiter to not come and see him. Mm -hmm. Like, how dare he do that? Like, this boy is about to be or is already 18. He's about to leave the house. At this point, you're just a signature that he needs don't get in his way. And yeah. he makes it his mission to do that, it seems like. Um, I I was honestly shocked. I thought he was going to slap him or just get very much more aggressive with Corey. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. And my anxiety went through the roof because at that scene, Troy tells Corey, put your helmet on. And I thought, okay, yeah, no, for sure he's going to hit him. Oh, yeah. Like, no, there's no way he's not. Um. But yeah, like Richie says, this is kind of where the story picks up. We hear Bono tell Troy, like, you're always flirting with the girls. Like, sir, first you have eyes on all these women. Now we're hearing about flirting? What did you think? Did you think it was just innocent flirting? Oh, no. uh, no, When you said it? No, after Bono did pull Troy to the side about that, you know, away from the house, so just in case Rose didn't hear about it. Uh, no, he was telling him some pretty interesting stuff. Like, he knew what exactly, Bono knew exactly what Troy's doing. He knows exactly. After yeah. Troy's just trying to, like, what do you mean? It's like, it's all harmless fun. I'm, like, it's, he's basically saying, like, oh, I, I'm sorry for being me, but this girl's just stuck on me. Bro, just dump her. Don't give her none of, no attention. Mm-hmm. Why are you even doing that when you have Rose? Yeah. And honestly, I just thought it was like maybe even like a misunderstanding that Bono was thinking too much into it. But then literally they go their separate ways. Bono goes to his house. Troy goes to his. And he tells Rose he has to talk to her about something. And then he tells her that he got this girl pregnant. Mm -hmm. Like, whoa. Like, literally, we have this whole movie just mm, super slow, super slow. And then it builds up, and then we find out, hey, he's being a little bit of a whore. And then, boom. No, it turns out he was a whore. He got this girl pregnant. Like, the look on Rose's face was shattering. I mean, were you expecting that, or was I the only one shocked? Uh, No, I was completely shocked. I was like, wow. Yeah. Shitty person. No, you know, a shitty father and kind of a shitty person, too, but just 
Wow. And now to add to the list, a shitty husband. Oh, yes. Um, It was just mind-boggling. Yeah. So as we hear Troy and uh, Rose arguing, he does grab Rose a little, little aggressive to where, you know, you hear like Rose say like, oh, you know, ouch, you're hurting my arm. To where all of a sudden you hear uh, Corey from outside hear that he comes barging in so as he's coming to rescue rose you can see uh cory push troy into the fence actually yeah and troy pushes cory back as well yeah but before that scene we actually hear where this man has the audacity to say that this man being troy that this other woman makes him feel different and he wants to stay with her like sir really like so he he wants the best of, best of both worlds he wants rose and he wants this other woman and this other woman her name is alberta um and it's just like he wants both rose and alberta and there was a strong scene and i think this is the main scene that's like shown in the trailer where rose is like crying she's like i also had dreams didn't you ever think about me in my dreams like he's just selfish that's what he is yeah, he is. Also, spoiler alert and fun fact, we don't really get to see this uh, Alberta character. Yeah, no, we don't. Um, after this, after the fight um, between Troy and Corey, time passes. We end up finding out that Troy actually signed some papers for Gabe to be sent to um, kind of like a hospital or like was maybe like a retirement home. No, it wasn't hospice. Hospice, okay. But it was like kind of like an adult... I'm not sure what you would call it, but point is, it's like somewhere where he gets around the care, care. Yeah, around um, the clock care. Somewhere where he gets around the clock care. Yes, he says that he doesn't remember signing any papers because Rose is the one that brings this up to him. Like, hey, what's going on? I just heard that Gabe's been basically institutionalized, mm-hmm. and he's like, well, I can't read, so I don't know what I signed. It's like he just keeps progressively getting more and more like bad, like. If you don't know how to read, that's fine. I know people personally, older people who don't know how to read, and that's fine. But you take these papers to someone who can because you shouldn't be signing something without knowing what you're signing. Oh, no. He could have been signing his house away. He could have been signing who knows what. It's just sad because, I mean, this home is a home Gabe's money paid, and now he's in a home with a bunch of strangers. Yeah. So time progresses after the whole fight with uh, Troy and uh, Rose. It looks like Rose and Troy are kind of trying to get things back together. Uh, One night you hear a phone go off during the middle of the night with uh, Rose and Troy laying down in bed. Rose gets up to go answer the phone and we're thinking, well, I'm thinking like, oh, no, something happened. It is from the hospital. Well, I thought it was like Gabe had passed away. That's what I was mentioning. Cause I thought it was something that had to do with Gabe. Mm-hmm. But come to find out, his baby's born. And, and surprise, it's a girl. Uh, yes, surprise, it's a girl. His first girl. Mm-hmm. And then we see Rose telling Troy, like, hey, uh, your baby's born. And then you see Troy, you know, starting to get things ready. He's getting himself ready like, to go see her. Rose then mentions to Troy uh, that Alberta, she didn't make it. Mm-hmm. unfortunately what kind of got me i'm like after rose told troy that like it took him a little like not even probably 10 seconds that he just broke down and cried about this other woman uh he i don't know if he cried but he started screaming at god and like that like 
something screaming at death. Yeah. Like screaming out through the window and he looked like he was having a mental breakdown, which I mean, reasonable. This person that he loved just died. Yeah. So after that whole night of him going crazy, um, the next morning goes and we see Troy coming through the front door with the little baby girl. First of all, that baby is cute. <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, we see him carrying the baby in his arms. And this that's when... Uh, Rose meets the baby, too. Ba- yeah. And he starts this guilt trip. I am not a fan of guilt trips. I don't like people who do them. I don't like them being done to me. It is a cop-out. And that is what he does. He's talking about how this baby doesn't have a mother. Um, basically just... In front of Rose, trying to make her feel bad. Basically that, and basically begging her yeah. to actually be the new mother to this child. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, Rose does what any other mother or woman would do. Like, this baby has no fault. This baby's innocent. So she tells him, like, well, this baby has a mom, but he is now womanless. I thought that was a great line, honestly. <laughs> and well-deserved. Very. He should have been womanless way long ago. Like, she should have left him to each their own. I don't know why she didn't, but that's the one of the scenes we see. And after that, we just see how everybody's just avoiding Troy. Yeah. Like, Rose is avoiding him. Corey's avoiding him. We even see a scene of Bono. Yeah, where uh, he actually comes and sees Troy while he's drinking at the bar. They kind of talk about old stuff and stuff, and I can't remember other things as well. But just kind of towards the end of their conversation, he's like, y'all, well, I'll see you around, you know? Yeah, and the thing that was annoying to me there, I mean, I'm sorry, guys. There were so many things about this movie that were annoying to me. But one of the scenes that just frustrated me when he was, when he being Bono was visiting Troy at the bar, was that Troy kept trying to get him a drink. And like Bono was like, no, like, it's okay. And it's like, stop being pushy. Like, he's aggressive. He likes to guilt trip people. He doesn't take accountability for his actions. He deflects his emotions on others. And now he's trying to push somebody to do something he doesn't want to. Exactly. Like, chill. Um, But after that... um. We kind of see, I guess you could say a foreshadowing. We see Corey walking in town and he's like staring at a military sign. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I figured off the bat, like, he's going to enlist. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, just to get away from his dad, he's going to enlist. Mm-hmm. So then Corey ends up going home and his dad's sitting on the steps in the back porch. And Corey's trying to get through him to get in. And like we said, everybody's avoiding Troy at this point. Yeah. And... Corey doesn't want to talk to him, and Troy does not want to let him by. He's like, you say excuse me to me. Like, this is my house. Like, sir, this isn't your house. This is Gabe's house. Exactly. We, we already talked about this earlier. This is not your house. <laughs> but he's like, you say excuse me to me. And in my head, it's like, this is not worth it. Like, don't argue with him. He's drunk. Mm-hmm. So you can tell that Corey's scared of his dad. Um and that's where things escalate again. Yeah. To where they actually end up fighting. So then they, they just keep going back and forth, back and forth. We see Troy slap uh, Corey in the back of the head, right? Yeah, I think so. He he pushes and slaps Corey. Yeah, he pushes and slaps, sorry. So then all of a sudden we see Corey pick up a uh, baseball pad that was right, uh, right there in the backyard, right by where this tree they had. I don't know if we mentioned this part, uh, but they had like a tree and a baseball hanging from the branch just so I guess they could practice swinging or something like that. Corey had a bat from that 
And basically, he starts swinging at Troy, not really hitting him, but, you know, just trying to scare him off. You can tell he's not going to hit him. Oh, yeah. And that's where Troy grabs the bat from him and he pushes him down and he starts choking him mm-hmm. with the bat. Like, this man is full on psycho. Like, now we're adding physical abuse to his personality traits. I thought he was going to kill him. I thought so, too. Like, I thought he was going to go into a blind rage and kill Corey. Um, he doesn't. That's where the movie, again, gets annoying to me because it cuts off. Yeah. It cuts off. And then all of a sudden we see six, seven-year-old and Rose. Yeah. Because it jumps, actually, from that scene, it time jumps, actually, to six years after that incident. But we, but we don't know. that the, the TV, the screen doesn't say six years later, seven years later. It's just we see an older little girl mm-hmm. and we find out it's the baby. It's Alberta and Troy's baby. Yeah. I love the name they gave her, too. Well, that uh, Rose gave her right now. Yes. Her name was really cute, actually. <laughs> But then we we see a guy in the door knocking and somebody dressed in military uniform, which was Corey. He ends up coming home and we find out he's here for a funeral, which ends up being Troy's funeral. Mm-hmm. Not really shocking to me, but I figured that was going to happen sooner or later. Well, obviously, but I mean, like for his character. We find out that Lion was cashing other people's checks and he's actually going to be doing three years in jail. Mm-hmm. They just let him be out in the meantime for his dad's funeral. But Corey tells um, his mom, Rose, like, he doesn't want to go to the funeral. Um, and Rose gets vividly upset, like, like, he has to go and this and that. And it's like, if he doesn't want to go, I'm sorry, he doesn't have to. Yeah. Like, if this man did not show you love your whole life, was aggressive, was condescending, was verbally and mentally, physically, emotionally abusive, like, you don't owe them anything. I don't care if this is your mom, your dad, your cousin, your grandma. I don't care. You shouldn't have to go. But Rose was very upset. Like, she even slapped Corey. Yeah. And it's like, ma'am, now you're being like, like, Troy, like. Yeah. You're not going to solve anything with hitting a grown-ass child. Mm-hmm. I mean, what do you think? <laughs> he, Rose should have just let him not even come to the funeral. I don't even, I don't even know why, actually, Corey even came, honestly. Yeah. If he wasn't going to go to the funeral or anything like that. He should have came, but still, you know, maybe it was just a reason to come see Rose and everybody else, you know? Mm-hmm. Just even though, because after like after that whole incident between Troy and Corey, I'm guessing that as soon as that happened, he enlisted and just left. Mm-hmm. I think he stayed with some other people because uh, I because I know during that whole time, Rose and uh, Corey are talking. We see the little girl right now actually is trying to talk to Corey about some stuff. So she she's talking to him about this song that. Troy would sing about his dog. The old dog blue. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently it was a song that uh, his dad, Troy's dad actually sang or made mm-hmm. up or something like that. But and we do find out that he died while playing in the backyard with that baseball that was um, hung by the tree. Yeah. Um, Rose tells Corey that he was just standing there and then all of a sudden, you know, he, he fell, I think. Yeah, I think just probably from a heart attack. Yeah. Um. Eventually, we have basically the end of the movie. We see Gabe. Um. He comes to the house for the funeral. Yeah. And this was such a sweet scene. Probably my favorite scene in the whole movie. Um. He 
he's always carrying a trumpet with him and he plays a trumpet like he's trying to get it to play he's having trouble and he finally gets like the note through the trumpet yeah and he plays it and you just see like the skies open up yeah because if i remember correctly i think early in the movie it's like oh that uh he's been talking with some saint and some saints and that you know he's trying to open the gates yeah uh, open the gates and so when he tries to play it's basically him sounding off that the gates are open mm-hmm. and that's that sweet sweet scene right there at the end is basically kind of uh saying that he opened the gates for troy to enter yeah it was a sweet scene yeah but that was fences you guys sorry i talked a lot over richie and did most of this talking um he like he said he didn't remember a bit of the i don't remember a bit and just like i keep mentioning uh it did not really grab to me like yeah like it was a good movie i like i said i did like it but there just wasn't a lot going on for me to actually rave about you know yeah yeah so now that we're done what would you rate the movie uh, i would rate that at a seven out of ten okay perfect. yeah so i would give it a seven and a half and the half is only because i love denzel so the movie gets an extra point five and right now we're just kind of reviewing the movie overall guys like our rating once we finally finish all the movies for this year, we'll be going in depth, like rating both the cast, the movie, music, the, the costumes, just to have a bigger rating. So we can kind of decide, you know, which movie we thought was the best. But that is Fences. Um, For next week, we will be doing La La Land. Now, this one, I specifically chose it because I love musicals. I love them all. I haven't seen them all, but I love them all that I've seen. And I have seen La La Land, um, some trigger warnings for violence and substance use. But that is what we will be discussing next week. So we hope you can join us. All right. Thank, thank you guys for meeting us at the movies. We'll see you next week.